0: My name's Douglas and uh, I'm part of the Messy Church team and at this stage of the evening we have some uh, sort of a bit of a teaching, a bit of a reflection on God's Word and the theme is is Pentecost and the Holy Spirit. This is the closest Messy Church to the celebration of Pentecost which happens on the 9th of June and so we're just going to have a little think about why the Holy Spirit and Pentecost are linked together and so A bit of of a background, the Jewish festival of Pentecost is only eight weeks after when Jesus was first crucified and raised from the dead, eight weeks after Passover and I'm going to read you the first account or when Pentecost came and you can see the connection between that and the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 2, so this is the story of Pentecost, this is when the church was born. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. And they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and come to rest on each of them. All of them, that's all of the friends of Jesus that were gathered there, were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now there were some staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard them speaking in their own language. What happens then is because a crowd gathered, Peter got up and shared a message about Jesus. Three thousand came to the Lord and the church was born. Now I have a little video clip, if I can find my remote. So what it
1: look like when the Holy Spirit showed up? Well, it was 10 days after Jesus left them, 50 days after Passover on a day called Pentecost. Uh, Pastor Paul, what's Pentecost? Like Pentateuch means five books, Pentecost means 50th. Pentecost was a Jewish holiday 50 days after Passover. Right. So all of Jesus' followers were together, kind of hiding away to try to keep out of trouble. And suddenly it sounded like a huge wind filled the house. And then something that looked like little tongues of fire came down on each one of them. Did they catch on fire? Did they stop dropping low? Luke says it was like fire, not that it was fire. So no, they didn't catch on fire. Writing some parts of the Bible was tricky because the authors were trying to describe things that no one had ever seen before. So when Mark says the Spirit came down on Jesus like a dove or when Luke says the Spirit came down on Jesus' followers like tongues of fire, it wasn't a real dove and their heads weren't really on fire. That's just the best way the authors could come up with to describe what people saw. So what powers did they get? Did anyone start shooting web? No, no web shooting. The first thing that happened was they all started speaking in different languages. Well, that's pretty cool. And it was very helpful. Because of the holiday, there were Jews in Jerusalem from all over the Roman Empire who spoke many different languages. Fifteen are mentioned in Acts. And suddenly, all these visitors heard Jesus' followers speaking to them in their own language. Whoa, that must have gotten their attention. It sure did. And once they had their attention, the Holy Spirit gave Peter the power to get up and speak an amazing message about who Jesus was. Peter proclaimed the good news, and about 3,000 people who heard Peter speak became followers of Jesus that day.
0: Man, that was pretty cool, wasn't it? That's the website, whatsinthebible.com That gives us a brief overview of what happened on Pentecost. And of course, it's all about the Holy Spirit coming and the church being born. And so we ask ourselves, well, who is the Holy Spirit? We hear a lot about Jesus and God the Father, but who is the Holy Spirit? And sometimes it can be a bit hard to find him in the Bible because... The Bible from the very opening page right till the end has God as the hero from page one to the last page. Jesus comes in about two-thirds of the way through and then it's all about Jesus and then the Holy Spirit seems to make a greater appearance but he's always in the Bible and he pokes up his head in all sorts of interesting places including the very first part of the Bible. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And so from the very beginning the Holy Spirit was there. And the Holy Spirit pops up all over the place but he tends to be behind the scenes. In fact, the Holy Spirit loves to be behind the scenes. Now, What do we think about when we think about the Holy Spirit? Well, it's a lot easier with God and Jesus. When we think of God, often we think of a king or a father. Those are two good images for thinking about God. And the nice thing about those two images is that a king can be a father and a father can be a king. I think about... God is either being a king and respectful or as a very loving father, as if a dad taking a young child's hand as they cross the road. Jesus is also pretty easy to relate to because we think of the most awesome, best older brother that we can imagine or a very good friend, and we tend to relate to him along those lines. But what about the Holy Spirit? What do we think about when we think about the Holy Spirit? Well, here we're thinking about the Holy Spirit represented as a, a fire and wind. There was the sound of wind, and then that's one of the reasons why we've done the dart tonight, just to remind us of the wind, and you can't see the air, but if there was no air, the darts wouldn't have glided anywhere near as far as they did. Water is another image that the Bible uses for the Holy Spirit, and also a dove, in particular, at Jesus' baptism, when Jesus was in the water, the Holy Spirit came in the form of a dove. Now, it's not like the Holy Spirit is fire, wind, water, or dove, but they are helpful images to remind us of what the Holy Spirit looks like. Uh, one image I found really helpful was when I was studying theology at Otago University and spent a wee bit of time in the library. And the first time that I saw it lit up, this is the new main library lit up at night, I was very impressed. From the, the street it just looks like any other high rise building. But from the back where it has that sort of like five story, I think it is omaru stone wall, at night they have it lit up. And I tell you when you first see it it looks really impressive. And then when I was seeing it I thought, wonder where the light's coming from? And it doesn't take long to find it because in the courtyard recessed are these lamps and you can walk and stand on them and do funny things with the shadows. And that's exactly as with the Holy Spirit. Uh, The Holy Spirit's job is to illuminate, to show us who our Heavenly Father is and who Jesus is. But you don't actually notice the lights unless you go looking for it. So the Holy Spirit is never happier than when he is showing us who our Father is, our Heavenly Father, and who the Holy Spirit is. And just a couple of things to finish off with, a caution and an encouragement. And the caution is, because we think of fire, wind, water, and the dove, we often start thinking of the Holy Spirit as a it, as a thing, instead of a person. And of course, the Holy Spirit is very much as a person. We find it a lot easier to relate to God as our father. We all had fathers. Now, some of them might be absence and some of them might have been ratbags, but we kind of all know what a father's like and we can pray like speaking to a father. It's the same with a brother. You know, we may not have had a brother uh, or we may have had a brother that was really hard work, but we all know what a good brother's supposed to be. So we relate to Jesus as we do our wonderful older brother. The challenge of course is the Holy Spirit not to keep imagining him as an it or a thing but as a person and this leads to our encouragement. The Holy Spirit when he comes to live in us makes Christ alive when we ask Jesus into our lives. He puts a spring in our step as we follow Jesus. The Holy Spirit will make the Bible come alive and will guide us in prayer. But he's never, never happier than when he's pointing us to look at Jesus and how wonderful he is. That's when he's really happy. That's when the Holy Spirit gets a really thrill when we see Christ and his beauty and his glory. And so, to finish this little section, before we go on to our next activity, I have a, a song that we're going to sing, and it's a, it's a song that praises Jesus but we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to do what he does best to help us to see Jesus as we worship him.